Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to You've Championed Yourself, Who Are You? I'm Chris Ferguson, your host, and it's always been a dream of mine to showcase ordinary people doing extraordinary things for themselves and for others. Those who have taken their dreams and their ideas and then it turned it into their reality. As they reach beyond their personal struggles or personal pains or personal traumas, where so many people give up and lose hope, these people, there are a few of them who can walk through their obstacles, walk through their challenges. They don't know where they're going. They don't know where it's going to end. They just trust themselves enough not to give up, to do the follow through in their personal life, their career, and in relationships. This is what I call a champion. Today, I have an amazing individual here. His name's George Morris. And we're, we're talking about um, topics people don't want to talk about in social, the social general media. So let's welcome George to the podcast and let's just have a cup of coffee and talk. Hello, George. Oh, hello. Thank you for inviting me to this, this coffee talk that we can have here. And yes, there are some conversations that, that I wish people had, but no one, no one has. There's so many, there's so many things. And, and today's conversation is about COVID and its effects is, and how people are dealing with this. And I, I've been a huge advocate for this and I didn't know I wasn't alone in this because everybody you talked to, they were like, Oh, it's all about the science. It's like, well, the science isn't real. When you look at it and you, and you have a basic understanding of science, it doesn't add up. Uh, well, let's put it this way. I have more than a basic understanding of science. I've been, I've been involved in clinical and I've been involved in herbs. I trained with Dr. John R. Christopher back in 73, 74 area. I, and he taught me and made instilled into me the fact that there is no such thing as an incurable disease, just people that are not doing the right thing. And so then I, because I was a clinical chemist, I worked for a long period of time trying to find a way to verify his understanding of healing. And so it took me, I don't know, 25 years or so, but I finally came to a way to look at how energy interacts with our body. And then I got to a way, got I created a, I guess I call it a, a theory, uh, but it was a unified health theory that said that even though we cannot see healing energy, we can see the effects of it. And so I had laboratory testing that would monitor those effects. I worked multiple years <laughs> within clinical trying to get them to want to use that type of information uh finally i had to close down my lab because this the clinical just didn't want to do it uh back in 2015 i decided that i would try again and this time i would try to i, I would try to learn how to market because the other side was completely closed to me so then I worked multiple years trying to understand what it is, is because I was, I'm a pure scientist. How, how do you shift from being a scientist that is strictly into facts mm -hmm. into something that's marketable? And I can tell you that I'm 
I'm still in that process of trying to understand it because that translation of science into language that makes sense to people, that is, I, that is an ongoing task. Mm-hmm. And so where I'm at right now is I have this come to the conclusion that really, instead of talking about the science, I have to talk about the effect. And the effect is that I can help people have a safe space to engage in self-care. I love so that. that. So that's where I'm at with COVID-19. Okay. I, I love that. I love, I love that. Uh, as an energy healer, I was in law enforcement for 40 years and had the same dichotomy that you had because it was all about the facts, nothing but the facts. And then the other side of me was the woo-woo world. I've had spirit guides since I was four. I had a near-death experience and, and learning to trust them more than I trusted people and what their facades that they put up and the, and the, the veils that they hit tried to hide behind and the excuses they told themselves for the reason why they committed crimes was crazy. So I was like, okay, so I had to keep it. It was, it was a challenge to stay grounded in the absolute world, but also be in that, as they say, woo woo world of spirituality. So um, I'm the flip side of you where I, you do, you're the science and I describe this as the placebo effect. And when you, if I give you frequencies in the energy healing and I tell you, I need you to watch this every other day for four weeks and trust that it's going to go through you and help you believe in it, your body will heal itself. And that is in physics, that is the definition of a placebo effect. Uh I, I've been into Rife and I've been to Subtle Energy for over 20 years. So I, you, you, I, 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 my, my current practice, if you would say that I do, do anything, is that I encourage people to give me a photo or give me a single strand of hair, and then I can provide them back personalized affirmations and help people. I, I, I was thing that I call a longevity reset. Mm-hmm. And so that's the part that, but that's, that's why, as I said, we, we could, we could talk about multiple different things, but we're, <laughs> we're, we're trying to stick here to a little bit of what I, why I wrote my chapter, why did COVID-19 fail? Uh, why did Western medicine fail COVID-19 patients? And the reason that Western medicine failed COVID-19 patients is because it was not personalized. The COVID-19 interacts with people differently based upon their life experience. And Western medicine said, we, as long as we do standard of care, which is something universal that is applied to everyone, then we've done the best that we can. And then, and, and so we can now the stop. And so Western medicine said, okay, standard of care right now is once you get into the hospital, we're going to put you on a ventilator. And if you live, you live, if you die, you die. And that, and that was it. And the problem with the whole process 
which now people are beginning to understand, is that the focus was wrong. All of our focus from the very beginning was not having the disease and getting something that made it so that we would not have the disease, i.e. vaccine. And with that focus, we then had to accept the fact, and, 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 and everyone basically accepted the fact, that we would have a lot of people die before we had a vaccine because it takes time to get one. And yet there was no focus on another means of helping people like there was in China, like there was in uh, Korea, and every, many places around the world understood that there were alternatives to just Western medicine mm -hmm. and that what you wanted to do is you wanted to reduce down the number of people that had severe disease. What we said was we're going to reduce down the number of people that have severe disease by trying to stop the spread of the disease, to reduce the spread of disease. And therefore, if we reduce the spread of the disease, then we're going to go ahead and we're going to lower that mountain, lower that peak. And, and spread the, the disease off a, a larger period of time. But sir, this, is a, this was a man-made virus. H1N1 has been around since the Spanish flu. It was used in mustard gas. The first individual with a case of H1N1 back in the day was a corporal in the United States Army at an army post in Kansas. So H1 was a biological warfare back in World War I. And every flu that has come out since then has been a variation of H1N1, which COVID started out as being an H1N1. And so to say that this disease, it's not a disease. It was an infliction put upon this planet for people and it actually affects people's DNA. It's actually affecting their loss of hair, loss of smell, loss of taste, creating pulmonary embolisms. In 2020, Italy did, um, and the World Health Organization adversely, adversely was against them doing autopsies because they had a group of males that were dying in mass numbers. And they found out that these men were developing blood clots. So the last thing you need to do for somebody that's on a blood clot is put them on a ventilator because all that does is try to push the blood clot further down into their body and they weren't treating people for blood clots. And all of a sudden it hit the news and then it was off the news. But in 2020, January of 2020, China tried to get a patent in this country. I've done this research and this is why I love this topic. Tried to get a patent in this country for hydrocorticoine as the antidote for coronavirus. And people forget that in 1983, Ronald Reagan, uh, if you do a, the Information Act, he sent a letter to Dr. Fauci, who was at NIH then, a professor at Chapel Hill, North, uh, North, North Carolina, and the military and said, listen, 
by our constitution, by our treaties, by our international laws, if it is man-made, it's biological warfare. If it's natural, if it's plant-based and it's grown, it's not. We can't do this in our country. I'm not telling you to stop, but I'm telling you we can't do it here. So Fauci, this, do this professor from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and the military went to Wuhan, China and built a phase four level bacterial facility. And this was in 1983. So this has been in the works for years. And when you have Fauci and you have Bill Gates talking in Europe about, you know, I see a pandemic coming and this was in 2016. These were their words, not mine. I don't believe that this was a disease that just happened. And as when you look at science, bat viruses don't transmute to human beings unless they're mutated. So the fact is, is this was an assault on the planet in my mind. And I understand Western medicine had no clue. I absolutely agree with you. However, how we heal ourselves is paramount. That self-care is paramount because a lot of people who took their own care into their own hands survived where many more didn't. So in your research, how did you come to the point that you saw how people could help themselves? Was it? Through comes, it well, it comes back to this Dr. Christopher's version of what is healing. Mm -hmm. And that the idea is, is that if you, it, it's the lack of information mm -hmm. that, forces people to want to use drastic measures mm -hmm. in place of more simple and more uh, less, less hazardous, let's say less, less uh, risky, risky, or, you know, the, the difficult to, you know, Advantage, you know, this not not what you want to do. Okay, so basically, the idea was is that if you were doing something, say with herbs or with energy, and you had the ability to monitor the effectiveness of it, then you didn't need to do something more drastic. Mm -hmm. Because you saw that the things that you were doing were being effective. And the, the problem was, is that even though there are 10 states that are like safe harbor states where I could tell people that uh, herbs are good for you, <laughs> right. uh, there is no state in the, in the country where the doctor could tell you that. And so that is why mm -hmm. the problem got created. The problem got created because the only people that could tell you that there was an alternative to help you manage the symptoms, forget about disease. What you're trying to manage are the symptoms that are causing you to be into the hospital the symptoms that are causing you to die. Mm -hmm. 
So what you want to do is you want to be able to interrupt that process. And what we have been given are herbs. We, we, I, we, have, we have been given herbs as the cure mm -hmm. to help us restore this human instruction manual. And so if you're not going to use them, then you risk all the side effects of doing things that your body does not want. And so that is where everybody has been forced to go because no one was given the opportunity to say the, well, let's, let's say with uh, hydroxychloroquine. Mm -hmm. Everyone talks about hydroxychloroquine not working. That's logical. Hydroxychloroquine by itself does not work. Hydroxychloroquine is an ionophore that helps absorb zinc. So if you don't have a combination of hydroxychloroquine and zinc, then you are not going to get better. But if you look at the drug that got approved by Pfizer, <laughs> it actually is an ionophore that helps absorb zinc. Well, didn't they the use exact, the, uh, action is the exact same thing as hydroxychloroquine. Didn't they use a um, fertility study and they used the DNA of a 14th week old uh, aborted baby uh, DNA to create the foundation for the vaccination? I, I, I have no idea. Well, okay. this, I, is, I, this is what I, I've, I've right, been right, No, no. I have no idea in that I have heard many things, but there is it's like going down the wrong path. The rabbit hole? The rabbit hole. <laughs> it's going down the rabbit hole. You don't need to it's having a better understanding does not make it easier for you to have the cure. And I agree. You, with you, and, and so everybody is focused on trying to understand things that don't matter instead of trying to understand what it is they can do. But the, in this country, and I agree with you as far as I've always, as my father's Native American and my mother's white, and I've always been taught that Mother Earth gives you everything you need for any kind of disease on this planet to be able to cure you naturally. And that's where the plants come in. That's where the herbs come in. That's where the medicines come in. But they're natural. But the thing is, is Big Farm can't create them. They can't reproduce them or synthesize them into something that would be effective. No, because the whole process of synthesizing it loses the information quality of the of the herb. I I, I mean that's that's the problem that people are missing, is that the way that we heal, the way that we restore ourselves, 
is not with physical things mm -hmm. because physical things only work with adequate information inside of us to make them work. It's like take our single cell that, that was given life mm -hmm. that turned into the trillions of cells that are us now. Mm -hmm. And the only way they work is because they cooperate with one another. We do not understand how they cooperate with one another. <laughs> we do not understand how they were created. We, but when we get farther down the line, so that we get into genomics and we get into looking at this and getting looking at this and people explaining how all the hormones work and how all the antioxidants work and all, we think because we can understand how this process works, that's all that we, that we're now the rulers of the process. <laughs> and we, and, and instead what we're doing is all of the problems that are created on the other end mm -hmm. of loss of information yeah. are the things that come back to bite us as we get older as latent disease. Well, look at so, Pfizer. Yeah. yeah. Look yeah. at Pfizer wanting to hide their, their study where it showed all these people had a negative result to their vaccination in trial studies, but still pushed it out there. And they, it had to go to court and the court says, no, you can't, you can't suppress this information for 97 years. What, what's the need for that? The emergency is now that people need to know now this is public information. This is a health crisis and opened it up. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, now that now, Oh, Oh, Holy crap. People are going to know the truth. Well, but the, the truth about pharmaceuticals is they've always been they 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 have this health benefit ratio. Mm -hmm. They they they, 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 they it, it's always been that way. They, they're, they're because whenever you start to extract things from the information that allows them to be utilized by our body, you start to add in side effects. Yes. And so it does not matter what it was that we started down this path, and Dr. Christopher would call it, it, it anything that does not come from plants, mm -hmm. uh, from a live source, mm -hmm. he would call inorganic. Mm. Which it, makes sense. It makes sense. However, the thing is, is going back to the effects of all of this stuff, there's women in their 80s starting their menstrual cycle again. There's girls at 15 that are stopping their menstrual cycles, and it's because they've been vaccinated or they've had COVID. So is this vaccination and, and this virus um, attaching to their DNA? and altering their body systems, because that's the only way I understand it. And I guess this is my question to you. How could a virus, if it doesn't attach to your DNA, change your body system? Easily. I, I, I mean, you, our body systems are so complex, are so interconnected. They are so dependent upon feedback mechanisms. 
that a virus that has the ability to find whatever organ it is that is weak mm-hmm. and impact it the greatest can manifest any number of abnormalities on the other end. It does not require changes in DNA. It does not require changes in genetics to create the problems that we have. It is the ability of, it's the lack of support of what providing our body, what it needs Mm -hmm. that allows the problems to be created. Yeah, but in these situations, it's altering their cycle of, of their being because there's people, a, people, people, people have their cycles altered theoretically, you know, at times in the, you know, it's, it's not a one in a trillion opportunity, you know, event. It's not like, and so. I don't get involved in trying to understand those things. But it's not now. If there were a hundred thousand people that were having the same problem, it would be a lot easier to create an association between one thing and another. I couldn't even create for people with the. in Canada or in New Orleans, uh, a, a linkage of the of the diseases that they were coming down with like 10 years later with the problems that they had uh, eat with with all these problems, environmental problems that we've had with oil, because you cannot create a one to one relationship. And so okay. it it's not like The events may not, it's, I'm not saying events don't happen. Mm-hmm. It's just saying I, I, I do not claim to have enough knowledge of that process that I could actually tell you why it happened. And, right. and, and if someone else comes along and tells you they have enough knowledge of the process that they can tell you why it happened, I, I would be very skeptical about that person's understanding of life because it does not it does not fit my understanding of life. Right. And so I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. And it's, you know, so that's why I'm saying, I, I, I understand the focus of where people are at of, Oh, COVID is this COVID is this COVID, is this. but COVID is just one of many, more people die from sudden heart attacks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every single year. Well, let's talk cancer. From, from, a, from a process that is detectable and no such thing as a sudden heart attack should exist. People should know the risk. That's what I spent years trying to prove, to tell people, but nobody wanted to know because that went against society's norms yeah. about it on, yeah. on the big farm side and the scientific side. It's yeah. just like, yeah. cancer. you can't tell me. I, I don't believe that there has not been a cure for cancer. But if I... It, it, yeah, but, 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 doctor, I have, I have a PDF of, of, of a ton of cures for cancer. I, I have... But the, but the idea is they are for individuals. Mm-hmm. You cannot go ahead and say that 
this oleander process, which is very sophisticated to make sure that you, you're not poisoning yourself, right, is beneficial to everyone. Mm -hmm. The same way that red clover and uh, and a, a number of different herbs are not necessarily the best thing for everyone. But it's also the same way that someone that is promoting, let's say, uh, blue gene algae mm -hmm. as something that is immune enhancing and is beneficial. And yet there are people that would just take blue gene algae, but still would end up dying of cancer. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it's not like there's one thing right. that, that fits. You have to be able to, and that's what I want people to do. I want people to understand that they have the ability to ask their body what it needs. They have the ability to understand that what they need is safe, trusted information. And there's no one that cares more about their own body than themselves. Or should. Or should. Because a lot of people... A right, lot of people, right. So they may not do it. But, but, but if you understand that no one does except for you, that yes. means you need to. Yeah, okay. I agree. I agree. Okay. I'm just I'm dealing in a reality here where people keep asking why, but they keep doing the bad behaviors that causes them to get sick. They keep doing the bad behaviors, eating the things, the processed meats, the different things that have all these chemicals in it. It's going to affect your body. Oh yeah, yeah. And so what I wanted to do is I. I Think of a, of, of a black hole. Okay. Imagine that image that you saw on the TV screen that said, here we have identified the very first black hole. Look at this screen. What did they show you? A black hole? No. They showed you the effect of a black hole. Well, I'm seeing because, I, because I, you can't because you can't see a black hole. Well, you can, I, you I, see the energy effect of, of it. Yeah, but it's my perception of what right. they're seeing. So right, you're, they're, telling, would, they're telling you, you it's go, a black oh, hole. here's a black hole, and you're like, oh, that's a black hole. I've never seen a black hole before. Right, but it wasn't really a black hole. What they're showing you is the effect that a black hole has on the area around it because of the energy of the black hole affecting the area around it. Mm -hmm. So what I said was, you can't see healing energy, mm. but no matter what the source of the healing energy is, if it is healing energy, you are gonna be able to see the effect of the healing energy in epigenetics in, 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 in the biochemistry mm -hmm. because healing manifests as changes in biochemistry. Mm -hmm. I love this. Thank you for validating me as an energy healer and frequency, sir. I just need to say that because most people can feel the energy instantaneously that, that 
comes into their body or comes up through their feet, they get the tingling, they get the sensations of it. So you just validated energy healing for many, oh, yeah. many people. And, and this is, again, this is a topic people don't want to talk about. And, and I use quantum physics in many cases to explain it because it is science. It is frequency. But people are like, oh, no, that's still woo-woo. Okay. Well, well, I, 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 I guess I, I would go back to, to my woo-woo side, <laughs> and, and and let's just go ahead and say that we've got that one cell there. That one cell has life because of the information that has been provided into that cell. Mm -hmm. And that one cell grew to be me because somehow that information allowed me to exist. Mm -hmm. So now how intelligent is that process that created the one cell. Science hasn't figured that out because of right, that. but I'm, I'm just gonna, figured out I, the God source, you know. Right. I, I, so what I'm going to say is, I believe that that intelligence was intelligent. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have created me. Mm -hmm. And so now, let's just say that the intelligence is intelligent, and now it understands that this one cell is going to be going through potentially different situations or different environments or whatever you want to call happen in the process of life, that intelligence says, I gave you information. But it's really possible that the stresses that happen to that one self after I've given it the information can have an effect on the information that it has. And so I believe the intelligence said, I want you to be able to upgrade your human information manual. I love that. And so the first step of upgrading that human information manual is the fact that we have a universe out here that is imperating upon us things that we do not understand. <laughs> and then we have an earth that is also imprinting upon us energies that we do not understand. Mm -hmm. And so that is like, so I, I look at it at three different layers. You, you, first, I have my layer of what source provided to me. Next, I have this layer of what that environment around me is, 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 is happening to me. And then I have the environment of all those plants and things that were given to us mm -hmm. as means to repair not only the material of our body, but the information capability of our body to utilize the material. And that's where herbs come in. That's where 
all of the things that our gifts to us come in. And so if, so what I say is that your ability to reset your longevity comes from what source provided as means. And then all of the people that are involved in all of healthcare, wellness, and everything else, they then can work upon that foundation to provide the best that they can. But we need to go back and restore that foundation and take advantage of the things that are there so that it, it's like a, someone that goes to kindergarten mm -hmm. and then goes on to school has a certain progression. But if you can go ahead and do two years of preschool of one form or another, one year of preschool before going to kindergarten, that ability to take and absorb and move forward is improved. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is that why just stick, stick with what you have mm -hmm. and try to move forward from there when you can improve what you have by the gifts that have been given to us that we just don't take advantage of. Mm-hmm. So that I just have a much higher, let's say, vibrational starting point <laughs> for my healing journey <laughs> than, than if I just start where I am. Mm -hmm. And so that's that fits in with where I want people to understand that with COVID-19, We just needed to take advantage of the things that were already available to us. And then go on and use other things if necessary. To reset your body system. Right. To reset. Okay, to that's take, what I'm saying. So yeah, to, take, to take advantage. Yes. The herbs, the, the everything. So that you are. So that you're trusting that what was given to you mm -hmm. is what you need. Mm -hmm. And then, well, if that, after you try that, if you need something else, then, you know, do the least hazardous, the least uh, destructive process that, <laughs> that you can do. If, but why start out with these kind of destructive processes? Because pharmaceuticals are a destructive process. They have, ex they are, they're not, they're not linked with the intelligence, with the information needed to make them non-destructive. Well, here's my, uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly because big, big pharmacy is all about money. It's a business. It's, and if you think of it, anything other than that. So if they're numbing the pain, so you can't think clearly, 
you're not going to feel like you have a problem. So are they actually healing you or hurting you because your, your body is not being able to react to, it's just like when you cut yourself, the blood rushes to that area, it clots to create a scab to help protect it and start regrowing skin to close up the wound. But if you keep putting stuff on it, that big farm says, oh, well, you got to put this on it. You got to put that on it. And it keeps those sore or the wound open. It's because it's masking the body's ability to heal. So that's, that's not, so that's, that's probably, not monetary profitable, you know. Yeah, that's you, probably not a good example because the, the things that farmer tried to decide do was to help it, you know. They help it. Uh, yeah, but I, it. I can't see an opioid of any kind that they've created that was any way worth healing anybody or helping anybody other than creating addictions. Oh, yeah, but, but that, that's not healing a sore. No, I, I, I agree. <laughs> but the thing okay. is, is if, you're, if, you're, if you're trumped up on <clears throat> pain pills, you don't care if you heal or not. Um, so that with, well, let, let me just throw this out there. Okay. Okay. As I said that I, I, I've always thought about creating a safe space mm -hmm. and believe it or not, when I was manufacturing drugs back in 74, 73, that that is what I thought I was doing. I was creating a, a, a safe way for people to take advantage of hallucinogenics because there were so many people having bad trips. So many people, uh, even back then it was because of, LSD. not because, not because, because of opioids. It was, mm -hmm. it was because people were taking things and they were getting mixed uh, with various things and they were having uh, psychological problems and, that was something that I just said that, you know, so I, I researched and identified what had the greatest lethal dose to effective dose ratio. So mm -hmm. it would be the very the maximum effective dose to lethal dose ratio. So it could be the very, very best drug for them to take. And right. so that's what, that's what I was trying to manufacture, but the government didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't because you're, they, you're they, dipping they, into big farm, buddy. You're dipping they, into they, they, they didn't like that. So now what I'm trying to, you know, so, so, so now instead of trying to hack pharma that way, I'm trying to hack pharma this way by saying that what you need to do is you need to understand that you don't need pharma. Yes. Pharma is the part that you don't need. Definitely. You don't need it as your first choice. Yes. And I if agree. you can, you don't want it as your second choice. <laughs> And if you can, you don't, you don't want it as your third choice. It, it's it's like try whatever you can first. I, I absolutely agree. And I and, even being in law enforcement back in the twenties, cocaine was legal in this country. It wasn't oh, yeah. until they realized they couldn't tax it or they didn't have a way of make money off of it that that it became illegal. The same thing with alcohol until they could figure out a way to tax it. That's why we went through prohibition. It's, it's, it's all about the money. And there people's, I love the fact that you've been a humanitarian all your life. I love that fact. 
and that you're about helping people because there's not enough of you, your type of individuals in the planet right now that we need so many more of because of there are alternatives. And in some states where they use marijuana, there's a study out. I was going to bring this up to you before that where marijuana, that the, um, I don't know if it's the THC or what it is in the cannabis that actually was protecting the cells from contracting COVID, or that was a study they were looking to validate from that. Right. But the the problem was because, because pharma's there Mm -hmm. and pharma has defined what, success is for a drug mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you start to work with something that is individualized which is as i say the way that covid actually interacts with us and how it how it manifests is individualized mm-hmm. it's difficult to create a double blind study <laughs> or a one fit all. I get it. Right, I, I understand right. it. it's a one fit all for everybody. And or, it, and or a hard. one fit or a one or a successful one fit all that says that, uh, you know, uh, THC had some benefit. And so the idea is, is that what you need is you need to have a means of monitoring individual process. Mm-hmm. So that you can tell whether or not the the intervention that you're using is having a beneficial effect. I think there's, and and that's what I I tried to actually promote that to the manufacturer. I tried to promote that to pathologists. I tried to promote that to physicians, and because there are technology available worldwide Mm -hmm. that they could use within and the hospital setting mm-hmm. that could tell within three days whether or not what they're doing was working or not. Yes. And yet they wouldn't do it they're because, not they, because they couldn't validate it with a double blind study. Well, not only that, but if they heal you, you're not going to need any more medicine. And if you do it with plant-based medicine, holy crap, now you're out of their, their genre because they can't synthesize it and recreate it for the same effect. So it's not worth the time or the money. Right. But the idea is, is that even with the, they, that's the, let's put it this way. That's the advantage of other countries. Other countries where physicians have more latitude to what they can do and what they can tell patients and what they can provide to patients. Where we have among the most restrictive controls over our physicians. And so I, When they when they talk about changes to healthcare um, that bring more and more people into a dysfunctional healthcare system, 
it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Not that I don't want people in healthcare, but the change that needs to happen is to understand that our, our system is too, it, it controls the wrong thing. It, well, it's, its mission is different than the healing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's controlling the wrong because the people that have been in control. It, they uh, they're not well. Like take vaccines. Okay, the people that are in control of vaccines went ahead and said we want to have immunity, and so they created a little law that said, okay, we're going to give you immunity. We're going to have this governmental group that, that, that negotiates these things and you're going to just contribute to it. And so now you, you have immunity. Theoretically, they were supposed to update that process for which, <laughs> for which they didn't. I, I, I've put out Twitters about this for, you know, for oh, 10, 15 years. Well, Long time. It's just uh, that there's there's no other. There's actually there is no other country in the world that uses the same vaccine protocol that we use for our kids. I agree with you. And the thing is, is with, and see, this is some of the things that they're, or at least I'm hearing. I don't know if it's factual. I don't know because there's so much fear based in the media nowadays. I don't know what to believe just to be perfectly honest, but they're talking about all these immigrants who haven't been vaccinated for uh, polio or chicken pox that they're seeing a surge of chicken pox uh, rising where it was eradicated in this country through vaccination. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I, 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 I would, you know, that would be, I would put that in the same realm as the other things that, uh, that, that that's out there. Uh, we, we have billions of people here that that's no, no, no doubt. There are some people that may still have something, but that is the, that's just the reality. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's not a function of that we, that we should get, but what, what I was trying to say is that the, the thing that I promoted to people is that, that basically that I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I waited for J and J to come out. I wouldn't take any other vaccine. Uh, I waited for J. I, I waited for J uh, and what I promoted was the concept that I am not anti-vaccine, but I am anti-vaccine policy. Mm, and so, and so, and so, so many people out there have been blumped lumped into a category of being anti-vaccine when really they're anti-vaccine policy. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to 
them to change the policy and say, the reason the vaccines got created at the very beginning, in essence, was to be able to support the military ability to go to areas where there were uh, diseases, uh, diseases for which they needed to be protected from. Mm -hmm. And so as long as a vaccine is being provided to our military, we should provide immunity because that is who needed the vaccine. And that's, we recognize that's something that we need. But if we're going to provide vaccine to the public, then the liability should come back to the vaccine maker. I agree. Instead of, and then the vaccine maker will have an incentive mm -hmm. to make sure that they, whenever possible, can upgrade the quality of their vaccines. They have they haven't tried to do that one no, right they right they haven't done it at all two okay. they haven't <laughs> even thought about doing that. And right. three, the fact is, is I'm not vaccinated. My husband is, but I am not. I chose not to get vaccinated. I've had COVID and there's been several doctors that have talked about your natural immunity, being able to fight off COVID better than um, the vaccination with this synthesized. They're taking, they're taking this study and creating something to try to massively control and as you say, it's an individual thing and not a mass thing. So whatever they came out with wasn't going to be successful. Well, the, the thing was, that the goal wasn't, as, as I say, the goal isn't to not have COVID. Mm -hmm. The the goal is to make it so that COVID does not impact us adversely. Well, that is kind of like saying, okay, we're against fires, but if the house burns, you're going to have the effects of it, but we're going to try to prevent the fire as much as possible so that you don't have the effects, but they're not talking about the effects of the thing is and brain fog, they did on the media, they did a thing on brain fog, how COVID was causing brain fog. And some of it was permanent. And it's like, is that, how is that affecting them to go into like a dementia or an Alzheimer or pushing that person further in? What's going on in their body, their DNA? Or is this a weakness in a strand that it's taken advantage of? Not just the organs, but in a strand of their DNA. Because... I, I I don't okay. trust. There's so many stories out there. I don't trust pharma. I don't trust the government because when it first came out, they said, if you were a female and you wanted to have children, don't get this vaccine. This was back at the beginning, back in, in, in 2020. Right. Because that that's because they didn't have adequate data. Right. To be able to say anything different than that. But the people they, these, these people are very, adverse to you know to bad bad events sure and so it, it it it's like i have this uh boric acid right that 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 you can sprinkle along to keep away roaches mm -hmm. 
that has a list of hazardous waste comments about possible effect that's going to have on you. Because that's what the lawyers have gone ahead and put onto that thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's where we're at. We, we are at a point where we're trying to navigate something that we don't that's new that, 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 that that's new that's different in 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 a sense that's something other than what we are we're used to working with mm-hmm. even though we're we're used to working with the flu mm-hmm. where we 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 used to working with with colds we're we're used to understanding that Even if I don't get a flu shot, if I try to do all of the things that I think are best for me, mm-hmm. my likelihood of having the flu is very low. But in like my case, I did get the flu shot. In 2012, I had two pulmonary embolisms, one in each lung. I thought I was having a heart attack. I drove myself to the hospital 50 minutes away. You know, my doctor says, get someone to take you. At the time, I didn't have anybody here with me. So I drive all the way up there. I go there. I said, you know, I feel like an elephant sitting on my chest. That's all I can tell you is is how I feel. And so they're thinking heart attack. And so they're doing all these tests and everything else. And then they come back and they said, can you lay perfectly still, please? We don't want you moving around too much. And I says, oh, is my heart bad? Is that going to affect my heart? And they said, no, your heart's fine. And I was like, okay wait a minute. So what's wrong? And they said, ma'am, you have two pulmonary embolisms, one in each lung. We need you not to move around. We don't want it to get in bed further into the lungs. And I'm like, pulmonary, you know, you go into a state of shock and, and you're, 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 and I go, what is that? And they said, ma'am, you have two blood clots, one in each lung. And it, that's when it kicked in for me. And I literally, my mother-in-law passed away from one pulmonary embolism. And now I have two. So I know the, immor- the the immortality of a blood clot. I understand it on a personal level. And here I have two. And I just I just went into this state of shock, of disbelief, not even disbelief of just, it wasn't fear. It was just like, it was surreal. It just didn't seem true. Does that make sense? It, you, your, your mind and your heart start arguing about what's real, what's not real. And oh my God, if this is real, where, where does it take me? You know, what do I do? But again, it's an individual thing. It's, it's one of those things, but it was because of those blood clots that I turned more to, and I've always been holistic medicine in my life. And I actually think that's what saved my life because of I've always watched my diet. I've always watched what I eat. I've always do portion sizes and I apply that to my life and have all of my life. And when I came out and and finally, you know, got clear on me, it was like my body experienced this. And this was long before COVID and they can't figure out why. And I'm like, okay, I'm just that weird person, you know, that has these anomalies that, you know, they can't explain, but I'm experiencing them for a reason. And I kept looking for the lessons. What were the lessons here? And 
in that it it just pushed me more and more to holistic medicine. It pushed me more and more to like I do cinnamon and ground clover in my coffee every morning. Mm -hmm. And it's very healthy for you. And most people have no clue about it. But when you start going down that that path of herbs and how it can help your body build your own natural immunity and make you less um, immune to diseases, why wouldn't you do that? So I applaud you for staying steadfast over all these years because I'm hoping and my wish for the world is that we open our eyes. And someone said to me, they said, Chris, we should just decriminalize all drugs, all, you know, LSD, acid, marijuana, all of it, just decriminalized and allow the individual to make that decision. Because again, it's their body, it's HIPAA, it's their choice. And so if they did that, there's enough people out there to guide them on the who's, what's, where's, and how's. And it's like in law enforcement, car fentanyl, fentanyl has showed up on the, on, uh, in many, uh, many cases. And, and then they had to create Zycan to, to, to zap them back once they, you know, take a, a more than a rice, a grain of rice could kill so many people and they don't even understand the effects, but the addiction. And so the fact is, is, you know, where, where do we draw the line? Does that make sense? Or I guess that's my question. Where do we draw the line to, um, legalize things that can help in lieu of big farm? Well, I think what we need to do is we need to understand that all communities are not the same. Mm -hmm. And that it'd be, it would be more of a community decision, uh, not a state decision, not a federal decision, the federal decision can this be okay? You guys, uh, you know, uh, confirm with us what you're doing, and we'll, you know, we'll 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 kind of agree that for your community that seems right. Mm -hmm. And so, if you have a community that is having a lot of people die from fentanyl. Mm -hmm. It could be very logical to say that we need to open up a, a, a large number of alternative processes that are that are not linked to criminality. One and not lethal, not and, and, and right and not lethal. Right, right. Well, the fentanyl is the lethal one. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. They, 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 uh, fentanyl is used to take down elephants. Are you crazy? And and a person is doesn't even weigh a leg of an elephant. Well, it's just, it, it's not that process. It, it, it's how little, it, the, the, that difference of that lethal dose to maximum dose ratio of how much it takes for them to go ahead and feel high from fentanyl versus what it takes to kill them, to, 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 to shut down their organs. And so well, it, 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 it's, the people that are putting it into things don't understand. Nor do they care. Or, do right. they or, care. or, or, or do they care? It's all and, about and, and, right. It's all about, it's all about the money. And so the idea is, is that you have to 
provide an alternative. And that is what I'm saying is needs to be community-based. It, 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 community-based policing, community-based uh, understanding of, of, of the drug culture. Mm-hmm. And within a community-based process, then people can, uh, there would be an opportunity to have community education. Yeah, well, and, right now everything is a no. And so the thing is, is it's just like t- when you were a teenager, and I know you were back in the 70s, I became, I was 10 in 69. So that just shows you where I was in, in that time true. period. So I'm watching all these people, my older brothers get involved in, in doing, you know, acid, LSD, you know, hash, hash has fallen off the planet. It's just not out there. Are you, do you hear much about it? Um, and my, one of my brothers tried to reenact Cheech and Chong, you know, their movies going down the highway <laughs> with all the smoke billowing out of the windows, you know, and the, there's so much of the junk in the air that you get a contact high just from breathing it in because it's so concentrated. So I, I remember those days. I remember being a part of that. But I also at my high school, when we went to graduate in 70, when I went to, when I graduated in 77, um, we, it's all about the graduation parties. And I went to a graduation party and somebody had used a horse tranquilizer and injected into a bottle of wine. Not many teenagers are into wine. Uh, not in that day. They couldn't, they, they couldn't afford wine back in the day. <laughs> Let's just be real. They couldn't afford it. So the fact is, is this one kid drank this whole bottle of wine and everybody thought he just went to sleep. He died of an overdose from this horse tranquilizer that had been unknowingly injected into this bottle. And, and my, my, my first thing was like, Oh my God, who would do such a horrible thing? Knowing this horse tranquilizer isn't meant for human beings and our bodies can't process it. And that's what killed him. So I was just like, since then it was like, uh, it's always been for me. It's all been about the injustices in the world. That's why I got into law enforcement. So the fact is, but the bottom line was, is yeah, I was a street kid. I, I know all about it. I've, I didn't do it because my brothers did it and the smell of marijuana was so pungent. It made me nauseous. So I became this detect. I came better than most canine detection dogs because I just start puking when I could started smelling the aroma of, of marijuana. I just start puking. It's like, it's that way, you know, the smells coming from there. So I, I get it. I absolutely get it. So, but I think, now, this day and age, this time, we need to be more open-minded as a nation and as a community and as individuals of humanity to understand that Big Farm does not have all the answers. Big Farm doesn't want to cure you because then there's no more money in it. If they cure you, you don't need them. And most people don't understand that. So I applaud you, George. Because to stay steadfast all these years, and as a scientist, I even applaud you more because most scientists are very close-minded about plant medicine, about alternatives to big pharmacy. I'm lucky enough to, uh, to have been following a doctor from North Carolina who just went to Costa Rica and went through the ayahuasca ceremony. Mm. And I thought, oh, my God, this is a medical doctor that's doing this. Yes, yes. 
when you understand it from a medical point of view, you find out there's other ways of treating people. Yes, I was excited. I was honored that he did it and was public about it. So yeah, they're, they're using various versions of that to uh, for PTSD. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's, it's just... Um, It's another way of trying to help people. Mm -hmm. uh, help it, it. It's like a state learned experience, and what you have to do is you have to uh, basically change the relationship to the state mm -hmm. and ayahuasca and various forms of uh, hallucinogenics and all, all, all. They they all have the kind of capability of doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're in a controlled setting. Right. I agree. Absolutely. If you're but in a controlled is, setting. These ayahuasca, peyote, all of these things have been around for centuries and were used responsibly. Yeah. They were honored. They were, uh, the understanding of that ceremony was honored. And when it was your time to take that journey, or if it was your time to come and work on that shadow work to go within to heal you, the shaman or the medicine woman of the tribe or medicine man of the tribe would recommend you do this. But it was controlled, I guess, not really controlled, but it, there was a, a respect for it. Where then it because again, they couldn't control the growth of these natural products in plant medicine that they turned against it. And so like now to do like ayahuasca in some, in the country, you have to belong to a native American church. Mm. And so the fact is there's, or do peyote, you have to be a part of a native American church to do that. And so the fact is, is because that is, has been their culture for centuries. I think you can go to Oregon now. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that. You know <laughs> what I, 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 I think there's one or two states that actually you can you can go to. But what I'm saying is, is you know, I live in yeah. Tennessee and it's the Bible Belt. And so people all push, push all this religious junk on you and say, oh, this is against God. God created this. How could this be against God? And at what point are we going to say that, you know what, Big Farm isn't, is not helping us heal. How can we help ourselves? I've looked at it from a, because I was in the environmental also for, for 10 years. Um, I've looked at it and said, if we could just move back to a plant-based pharma, mm -hmm. we could eliminate all of these pharma companies <laughs> that are polluting mm -hmm. and 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 destroying the rainforest destroying everything in in, in 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 the process yeah and so uh i've, I've looked at it and said because i keep looking for ways to express my desire for reducing disease burden, for creating safe space for people to take action, uh, different ways to be able to explain that to people and have opportunity. And so I 
what one of the things I came up with is I came up with this acronym, and so I I actually use it for my for my email, and it's everybody in the mindset world understands that I am is it, it's it's some kind of statement. It's like <laughs> I am I am cheerful. I mm-hmm. am happy. Mm-hmm. I am, and so everybody thinks that well. That's 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 a good thing. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I said, well, really, what I am is, is it's I plus A plus M. Intent plus action plus monitoring mm-hmm. equals transformation. Mm. The people that have transformation have some means of monitoring that action that was the result of their intent. Right. Otherwise, they can't, they don't continue the process and they fall back out of it and back into whatever they were doing before mm-hmm. because they don't see the result. They don't see the, the, the verification. They don't have that pat on the back that says, ah, I was, I was successful. I, I, I lost my 10 pounds. It's, it's like you have to have some type of scale that shows you that what you did gave you the results and you're moving in the right direction toward whatever ultimate goal you have. Mm-hmm. And so that's the advantage of so much of What's out there is what people uh, the people use, they because the only things that become very popular are those that can be measured. Yes. But if 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 if, if you thought that you, so when when you go to the doctor, and the doctor measures your uh, say your blood pressure, your cholesterol, whatever. And they say, well, you know, you're borderline. We want you to, we want you to change. And so we, they tell you to change and you do something and you come back and, and, oh, it's, it's, it's better. You don't ask the doctor, why did you use that test? Did that test actually work? But when you work with someone with, with energy mm-hmm. and you, you tell people do this and come back and, you know, in a week or two and, 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 and tell me how, how you're doing. And then you say, well, I'm going to, you know, also use my little, well, let's just say I've got a, an energy machine here and I, I'm, I'm going to monitor you and tell you where, where, where I think you were at. And now all they're going to do is say, what is that? Why are you using that? What, <laughs> what, what confidence do you have in that? Mm-hmm. What, why does that work? They have nothing but questions mm-hmm. because they don't already accept the process that you're using. Yes. And that's the problem that herbal and healing has had is that we provide people with information, they have a change, 
but when they when the we go to the medical profession and say oh look look at these changes that and and then they say how how you know that's just anecdotal that how, how I mean, why 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 should we believe that right and so that process that i was looking at was i needed to come and find a way to use technology that was already approved by the medical profession mm-hmm. as the means of monitoring change right that i could apply to everything whether or not it's woo woo whether or not it's herbs whether or not it is prayer it doesn't matter what it is mm-hmm. if you're doing it to manifest a healing change mm-hmm. and you get a healing change <clears throat> that can be monitored well that it's funny that you say that because when i had covid i was pre pre-diabetic for many years and but I watched it with my diet I controlled what I did to not get get you know get full-blown diabetes after I had COVID I went to the doctor and they said Chris your A1C is 13.9 that's not good and I was like okay this is what's going on this is what's happening I was saying they said well you need to you need to start getting educated on what you're eating that's affecting your blood sugar levels and I was like okay That's all I need to know. From August to December, I went from a 13.9 to a 7.1. And, but it was what I did for myself. It's, it's me saying, okay, I can't do flowers. I can't do breads. I can't do pastas. All of these carbohydrates turn into sugars. My favorite, my favorite meal of the world of the planet is a grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup. I'm very simplistic and I love it. But I can't do the bread now for the grilled cheese. Tomato soup has 47 carbohydrates and 43 sugars. So it's like, okay, I was committing suicide every Friday because that was my Friday lunch that I took to work uh, on carbohydrates and sugars. And so in that time and going down and then just recently in February, I was down to 6.7. So the fact is, is what I'm doing for myself, the self-care, the recognizing that it's in my hands what I do for me that makes a difference for me. So again, just to support what you've said here today, it is an individual thing. There are alternatives out there because I mean, it's, I asked my doctor, I asked her, I said, what can I do to, you know, get off this medicine? She goes, if you can heal your pancreas, she said, uh, that's what it's going to take. And I said, that's all I needed to know. Thank you. And I start working and sending myself healing and energy and frequencies to my pancreas. And so she's now watching for dips and telling me to watch in dips as far as my blood sugar levels, because if it dips, that means my pancreas is working more normally. So again, you didn't know this before we started this podcast. So I literally have been using the, not the process of elimination, but the finding out what is helpful and what isn't helpful for me as an individual naturally to improve my health. And so it just, what, what I do you have validated every point of it. And I'm grateful for that because most people don't recognize the fact 
that if you just believe and understand when someone is sending you frequencies, it's healing. They're not doing it because they have to. They're doing it because they want to be of service and help humanity. Yeah, the uh, one of the things that I, I came to conclusion was is that in that process of wanting to, to reset my, my human instruction manual, not really understanding how, but that when I identify personally linked affirmations, they have an effect on that level that you can't normally reach. Mm -hmm. And it's, and fortunately it's not, and I don't, uh, I don't rely on people saying the affirmations themselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the energetic capability of, of, of providing that to them mm-hmm. that can, can support them. And so it's, it, I, as I say, I think it's just a process that we need to do, all need to do, which is to start off with, with that very, very fundamental level Mm-hmm. identify is there something on that 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 source level that we can support mm-hmm. and 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 that is a personal thing uh people can use a pendulum people can use uh self-muscle yeah. testing people yeah, can use a, a, a psychic they can, mm-hmm. they can use whatever means is comfortable to them mm-hmm. to find that linkage that that supports them and helps them ask yes no questions and determine what it is that uh on that level of of affirmations or on that level of intent that starts to repair Mm -hmm. and then recently i got into uh pulse electromagnetic field therapy Mm. understanding that we have a um, we can mimic the we, we can mimic some of the benefits that the universe and the earth are trying to provide to us mm. when, 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 when we're in, when we're engaged in these things that that uh, <laughs> hold those things away from us mm-hmm. we can we can find ways to try to reconnect reconnect and so mm-hmm. uh for people that don't have a lot of money they can just go out and if it's possible you know uh just walk in the grass for half an hour or and lay on the ground just lay on the lay, ground lay on, yeah. Die. yes yeah yeah so there are different levels of sophistication of how you go about it. Mm-hmm. But the idea is, is that is one of those levels of interaction of what the source provides to us mm-hmm. as a means to correct. Yes. 
and then by using a pendulum or muscle testing or whatever, mm -hmm. looking for those herbs that answer the question, what does my body need at this time? Mm, I love that. And, I, and it's not asking what, <laughs> I don't ask any, I don't ask people, what is your problem? Or mm -hmm. what, what is this or what is that? I, I, I could care less. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me what you consider to be your problem because I'm not working on what your problem is. I'm trying to understand and this be a facilitator of linking you to understanding what your body needs. Mm -hmm. And so I compare like 140 different herbs, either using a picture or a single strand of hair mm -hmm. to find where the resonance is so that I can tell people, okay, these, these are the things that, 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 that resonate with you. Mm -hmm. And then if you happen to be in a safe Harbor state, then I can tell you more information. If you're not, right. yeah, that, that's, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a limited a, conversation. That's, sir. that's a, that's a limit of where I can go. <laughs> George, it's been amazing. I honor you for coming on here. I honor your knowledge. I respect you highly. And I just want to thank you for sharing all of this with me and my audience today. Well, you're very welcome. And I do, I have a couple of things. I, I actually have a Dropbox that has, uh, I think, about eight different PDFs in it on herbs and various forms of uh, support for uh, COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And if anyone... Uh, this sends me a request mm -hmm. uh, to IAM at hackingwellness.info, I-N-F-O. I will uh, give them a link to the Dropbox. And, and I will they, absolutely, when I publicize it, yeah. I'll actually put that website on the, the, the front, front of the platform that it's on to, so that people can get a hold of you. Okay. Thank you very much. And I, I hope that we've, clarified for people that there is a safe space for self-care, mm -hmm. that it is not out of their reach. Yes. Like so many people you know, think that, oh, well, you know, how can I do that? How can I do this? How can I do that? Mm -hmm. it, it is within your reach because the best source of information is inside of you. Mm -hmm. And I, so it's not like I, you, people need to reach out to someone else. The, the, the starting point is within you. Yes. And until you, the, instead of until you, in, until you it's, it's like the more you Mm -hmm. support yourself from the energy that does exist within you, the easier it is for you to take those steps out here in this world. Yes, yes. And if what you want is a nice, happy, wonderful life, then... Call you. Do it, do it, <laughs> do it, do it. Under, 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 understand that it is 
up to you. Uh, no one, no one can can do all this for you. It's just mm-hmm. uh, people can help facilitate people. I, I, whoever you want to go to, that's an energy healer. Uh, there, there's multiple people out there, but understand that they can help you, but they can't do it for you. Correct. You're just yeah. the guide. You're just the guide. Yeah. Yeah. So, George, hold on just a second. It takes a special kind of individual to dream their dreams, their thoughts and ideas and turn it into their reality. George Morris, you've done just that. You stepped past fears. You stayed the course. You had the courage to do the follow through through the end, even standing up to Big Farm. I, man, you're my hero. George Morris, you've championed yourself. Now we know who you've become. Thank you for sharing your ideas and thoughts and dreams with us here today.